You can do it. Yes, you can. I'm Bree Pruitt. Help me understand your struggle, your trouble. I'll build you up. I'm Bree Pruitt. You're my buttercup. You're listening to You Can Do It with Bree Pruitt, the weekly pep talk podcast for all the things we struggle with. I'm coming to you live from Glendale, California, a.k.a. the traditional lands of the Chumash, Tatafian, and Tongva people. little rusty coming off of a week off, but I am here sending all of my pure and beautiful energy to you, gentle listener at home, you good and gentle listeners, also sending my energy to Fair Fight, the voter organization led by Stacey Abrams, who I hope is taking a goddamn nap. Uh, she rules. She is the um, leader of Fair Fight. And, you know, I have to send all my energy to all the grassroots organizers, including They See Blue, which is an organization that is currently, I mean, they, you know, you, your grassroots organization, you think your job is over on November 3rd, but in Georgia, uh-uh. Back to work Monday morning. So uh, they see blues organizing South Asian voters in Georgia as a critical, critical niche um, of voters to reach. So give them your money if you enjoy supporting uh, politics and grassroots organizations. Grassroots organizations, truly the the backbone of the movement in 2020, the, the resistance movement. Um, incredible, incredible work. Find an organization. Get busy because we still got work to do. It's a great week, though. I'm excited to present this great conversation I had with Sammy Mowry. Sammy and I talked about work, busting out of your kind of the field you've been pigeonholed in. I, I can relate to this very much um, as, as an artist who has had to make money on the side for so many years. It is hard to hold a dream on one hand and on the other hand have a need to pay the rent. And finding something to do that isn't your passion, but you still are doing it and you are good at it. And the thing is, multi-talented people, you know, they can they can do anything. Sammy can do anything. Sammy is they. Um, Sammy is had some great information. Um, Sammy, I, I, I desperately encourage you all to follow them on TikTok. As I said over and over again in this episode they are star they've got razzle dazzle star power they make me laugh every time they pop up on my screen and they um they had some great pearls of wisdom one of which that i enjoyed very much was don't argue with minors if you're a tiktok celebrity you must not argue if you have aspirations to be a tiktok celebrity you must not argue with minors and frankly no one should be arguing with minors sammy also told us to hydrate which i i cannot emphasize enough it's truly important it was a great conversation shout out sammy for being with us folks we've got so much to talk about it was quite a week quite a election cycle um thank you for joining me after a a week in the dark i i truly did not know what to do with myself without the podcast so i will not take a break again anytime soon um truly uh truly a nutso nutso week i want to say well, I'll get to it in the rant, but um, we had a, a federal uh, government <laughs> vote happen. That happened. Um, I will say, I, I think there have been some folks who are, are disappointed. I, I know if you um, are from Portland, Oregon, my ancestral home, we did not uh, necessarily get the, the mayor turned over that I, a lot of progressive folks wanted to see. 
Um, I just want to highlight some good things, some good news for 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 once. Um, Nithya uh, Raman is a very very progressive candidate who got uh, voted into the city. Ugh, sorry, <laughs> jeez, the city council of L.A., which is. Frankly, it has a budget the size of many small countries. It is a very um, high responsibility position. She's going to crush it. We're so excited about Nithya. And um, the the candidate that I was supporting for DA, um, George Gascon, was elected. Probably the uh, calls that I made, phone banking, probably not. But it was pretty cool to um, to be a part of a campaign that worked out for once. So... And, you know, if you're not happy with how things turned out in Oregon, you can do some drugs on it because we can we can do drugs now. And frankly, I did psychedelics over the break and psychedelics are great. They're great. They're freaking great. They're good for our brains to to reset and experience some things. Not a lot of podcasts will will uh, endorse drugs. This one will. <laughs> she 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 believes you are adults and you are capable of experimenting with substances. Um, I, uh, what else is happening? Yeah, I went to Palm Springs. I went to Palm Springs for the election. I had a lot of anxiety, uh, a few months ago about what was going to happen on election day. I was afraid of violence, not from, um, you know, the way that we talk about quote unquote violence, air quotes violence, which is, uh, damage to property, which is not violence. I was actually, um, worried about that we'd have more of the, the Kyle Rittenhouse guys out there. And um, it didn't go down that way. I have not allowed myself to unclench. But um, I did go, to, I did take my, take my little self to Palm Springs with my high priestess. Um, that's my stand-up show in, in LA uh, on hiatus. But the, the trio of us, our, uh, Sarjun, my co-host and my producer Tess, we all went to Palm Springs. We had a very witchy um, desert pool um, time. And I did want to share that, you know, I have been very, very, very isolated through this whole pandemic experience. I truly barely leave my house. I do not care to um, grocery shop, really. So I, I place all those things, um, order for pickup, things like that. I just feel like minimize the, the potential risks that I could take, minimize any any harm I could do to anyone else. And... I stayed in a hotel and and sat by a pool with a mask on and I'll tell you what it felt it felt pretty safe and it really broke the seal on my um my concerns about about coronavirus and and I do believe you know an airborne virus if we stay masked and stay you know keep our hands washed you know we can really reduce um, risk and it's important to take care of our health because that's also a risk you know be, being stressed out all the time is going to make your immune system crazy so go to Palm Springs if you can go somewhere if you can take yourself and lock yourself into a bedroom that you never go into if you have the means um, it it really gave me a lot of confidence and and people are you know in this um, space are really taking it seriously so that felt really good felt good Guys, what else is happening? Oh, I watched a really good movie I wanted to share. It's good. it's called Freak Show. Freak Show. And it's on Netflix? Amazon, maybe? It was uh, written by the guy who wrote Party Monster. James St. James was like a club kid in the 90s. And Bette Midler is in it. And it's a really good movie. It's really... I, I uh, sobbed to it while I was 
you know, recouping my my brain after I did drugs. Did you know that? Sometimes you do drugs and it makes you so sad afterwards because you depleted all the all the dopamine and serotonin. Your brain's like, we don't have any dopamine or serotonin, so you're just going to have to sob all day. And you know what? Sobbing, it's good. It's really good. I'm going to have to do a rant about that someday, about the bad rep that sobbing gets. It's great. Okay, guys, <laughs> I'm going to move right into the rant. I bet you can feel it. Um, so my rant is I can't fucking enjoy the presidential election results because it was too close, right? It was too close. There's too many people who are in alignment with 45's um, beliefs for me to feel good about living in this country, okay? Whew, it's hard to say out loud. And I'm too worried about the transition of power. So that's my rant. I'm, I'm fucking mad about it. I'm fucking mad that I couldn't enjoy a little victory, right? Um, because I'm, I'm too concerned about this situation. And this is not a rant that I'm mad that other people were enjoying that experience. I fully endorse anyone who feels good about what's happening. I, I endorse feeling good all the time, you know. That's, 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 the, that's my platform. But um, I, am not, I am not banging pots and pans. I'm looking to get to work. And perhaps, perhaps I will unclench in January. Um, and I'm going to go right into the pep, the pep talk because um, I started the podcast with a random pep talk. And I'm just going to go right in the pep talk. Um, my struggle is that I am, I you know, I think we've all been extremely hypervigilant all year, right? We've been clenched. We've been, our jaws are clenched. My dentist told me all he does is fix broken teeth in 2020 because we grind in our teeth. We can't sleep. And I don't know if I will, if my <laughs> nervous system will ever be regulated normally again. I just don't know. I have no idea. All I, all I feel is tension and <laughs> white knuckled terror. Um, and I think, okay, here's, here's part of the pep talk, which is that mass discomfort creates change. Good. We like change. We like transformation. Um, Many people throughout the world and throughout history have been uncomfortable on the scale that I am this year. Plenty. It is simply my turn, and I am a human who can handle it. I really can. It's uncomfortable, but I live, I breathe, I am anxious. <laughs> um, and then... You know, okay, okay, and here's the last piece of the pep talk, which is that, you know, Brie Pruitt, you have had a regulated nervous system before, back when you were perhaps less in touch with the um, pains of the nation due to your privilege and lower middle class upbringing. <laughs> you were blind to the world, and you had a regular nervous system, and you know what? Wasn't that great? wasn't wasn't good was fine had its moments um all this to say it's okay that your nervous system is not regular 
it will probably be regular. We can't see it. We, I, I can't see it when it's going to be regular again. But I have faith. I have faith that my normal normality will return. And now I have to put some magic on it. Okay, I'm going to put this magic on it, which is when is uh, inauguration day? G- January 20th? I believe it is January 20th. Whatever day it is. On January 20th, um, I will... Yeah, there's all these like... Okay. Um, okay, okay. So there's this machine and it's like... Um, like it looks like a milking machine. <laughs> it's like got all these long uh, robot arms that are hooked into my body. And January 20th, all those sucky arms are going to be removed. And actually on the ramp up to July to January 20th, if anything can be removed, it'll be removed. So all these robot arms will slowly be removed from me. And those are the robot arms that are dysregulating my nervous system, and they're coming off. Wow. <laughs> it's not a cheerful opening. We'll get back into the groove. Join me next week, and it will <laughs> be much more cheerful. Okay. I was uh, pull a tarot card for my good and gentle listeners. They're good. They're gentle. They deserve a tarot card. They deserve some prognostication of the future, and so I have done so. And the tarot card that I've pulled is the beautiful Ace of Cups. Oh, Ace of Cups. It is a hand coming out of a cloud with a chalice that is overflowing with water. And water is beautiful, beautiful emotion and creative beginning. Um, I'm, I am hoping this represents the creative beginning of your um, your nervous system and your uh, regulation of your anxiety and just um, just an opportunity to oh, just live, live life. I'm, I'm looking at now the, um, the explanation for the card from my favorite website, Crystal Reflections. Live life in all its passion and boredom. It's pleasure and fear. It's quiet satisfaction and raging anger in all its ups and downs. Well, now this is making me feel better about my raging anger and lack of quiet satisfaction. Um, maybe maybe this card is for me as well. And I also need to continue to ride these wild, wild emotions. At any rate, I hope I hope you have your opportunity to do whatever emotional work you can. Um, and great transition because while this is not an astrology podcast, oh, heavens no, I do not have the uh, qualifications necessary to call this an astrology podcast. I do know that it is a new moon in Scorpio this Saturday. New moon, always a good opportunity to set intentions uh, for the coming season. And, you know, tends to be um, an emotionally charged moment po- possibly. So l- look out for that. Saturday could be your uh ace of cups your emotional opportunity with that i'm gonna turn it over to my conversation with sammy we will be back next week with another great episode i am excited to be back in the saddle at you can do it with brie pruitt i'm so grateful to be in community with all of you good and gentle listeners and now enjoy the conversation with sammy mowry welcome back to you can do it with brie pruitt i'm joined by my guest sammy mowry Hello. Hello. She's waving. Like They're waving. <laughs> um, may I ask, do you have a burn on your hand? Yes, I burned. Oh, no. 
I had to go to the burn unit <gasps> this week. <laughs> I, I, it was like a, about it was like this. Uh, listeners can't say it was like an inch on my hand because I, I grabbed like a hot pot that had just been in the oven, yeah. like a four hundred degree oven, and so I. But I went to the burn unit. They fixed me right up. They gave me some uh, like some stuff for it and some gauze. So it's it's all right. it's actually doing okay. I burned myself on election night <laughs> just those, to distract myself. Those results are red hot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sorry that you were injured, but I am grateful for you to join us uh, today. Um, I have enjoyed your comedy. Oh, thank you. We have known each other in the Los Angeles comedy scene, and um, I've enjoyed your comedy very much. And in this virtual world of coronavirus and comedy, I have very much enjoyed your interneting. Which is just a pleasure. Um thank you. And, and especially TikTok, which I didn't know in 2020 that I was going to have favorite TikToks. <laughs> TikTok well, accounts, TikTok profiles, TikTok TikTokers? I don't know. TikTokers. TikTokers? Yeah, maybe. So tell me um how me and my listeners can show up for you on the internets. Um you can find me on Twitter and Tik or sorry, on TikTok and Instagram as Maori underscore Maori. Um, and on Twitter as Maori underscore underscore Maori, because I didn't realize that I did that, but Maori's, <laughs> I, it took me like two months to realize, cause I changed everything cause I changed yeah. my first name. Um, and I just want to be like a baseball player, you know, Maori, get on base, uh, get in the oh. game, Maori, Maori. Yeah. So that's how you can show up for me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Maori. Um, this is the part of the podcast where I ask you a very important question and that's how can I build you up buttercup? <gasps> oh, <laughs> Everything no. is terrible. No. I mean, fine, but, um, there's one thing that's like a little too personal. I probably shouldn't talk about, but, um, the main one that I am struggling with right now and a lot has been work. I work it as a server and I have for many years and I'm not very good at it, but I mean, <laughs> I can make the amount of money that sustains me, uh, but I've been trying to get different jobs, but when everything on your resume says server or bartender, yeah. offices don't like to see that. They're like, you're a cretin, so I need to figure out how to uh, do that. And it, it takes a toll on my self-esteem. Oh. You know, it's the, I'm not good enough thing, you know? Yeah. A cretin. Oh, a that hurt cretin. my heart. You know what I mean? Well, it is astonishing how much disrespect servers <laughs> and bartenders get in this, especially particularly when we all love to eat and drink out so much. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. It's, I love doing it. It's such a cornerstone of every movie, television show, life event, culture, you know? Yeah. Anthony Bourdain talks Hello. to a bunch of people. He's like, they're like, this is the hearth. Guy Fieri. He's <laughs> like, how can I? Yeah, the hearth of the home, the, the oven, the right? Home. That's yeah. I, I may have stolen that from some kind of uh, magazine, like lady magazine. I don't know. I mean, it's deeply rooted, isn't it? The upstairs, mm -hmm. downstairs of it all. The, yeah. you know, and as I, I, I hate to say it, but, you mm -hmm. know, I, I believe there is... I don't know, gender, classism, all of the social systems at work in, in demonizing 
the people who bring us stuff to put in our maws. Exactly. There's definitely all of the gender, all of the class, all of the race stuff going on in like a microcosm in a restaurant for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, um, it's very, and then I also, I also think about like my presentation, you know, because I'm like a short haired person, um, in Los Angeles. And I feel like, you know, it's a hot place for hot people. And I feel like I would have done myself more of a service if I got into like being a barista. Cause I feel like I look like a barista more than like a, than like a bartender here, you know? So <laughs> I, interesting. I, would be I mean, great at like fifth wave. I don't know what that means, but just going to gently insert um, sure. the opinion that you are hot and thank you. You are Girl. attractive. Thank you. Yes. Um, I mean, truly, if we weren't marginally hot, we would be wasting <laughs> our time here in the city of angels trying sure, to sure. be entertainers. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, frankly, if we weren't marginally hot, someone would have told us to go home. <laughs> Somebody would have, yeah. Lauren Michael would have yes. called because <laughs> he's busy calling. Instead, um, I know I'm. I know I'm. I know I'm not hot because I'm told sure. occasionally that um, they're really glad to see some real people. Oh God! <laughs> we really want to hear from real people, and so we're so glad you came in today. Oh, Reprove it. it. Is it harder for you to find pants than a size two? Yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word up. Oh, um, okay. So um, just to be a little bit more specific, how long have yeah. you been working, looking for work and like what prompted this kind of change? Well, I'm guessing well, pandemic. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I lost my jobs and stuff and I had been looking for just like phone support work, you know, like call center, whatever I've done it. Um, like, um, or like text and email support, whatever. I couldn't, get anything. I, I got maybe a couple interviews and then one pyramid scheme interview, but it just, I, I think what it sounds like a pyramid me, scheme interview. Yes. Where they're Which, like, come to this interview. It's oh. gonna be like five, but it's just like a, it's a live stream of somebody else talking about how good their company is. And then I, I didn't look them up and then I looked them up on my phone and they were like pyramid scheme. <laughs> it was like That's an it. insurance company or something. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, um, and then I, within like a week or two of being like, fuck it. I'm going to look for restaurant work because at that point restaurants were open again. I, see. I got a job <laughs> at a burger place, which is fine. I guess you would prefer a different cuisine. I no, it's not that it's just, I would prefer to be a bartender, which I can't be right now because uh, of the pandemic. Cause nobody's sitting at a bar right now. Right that two of all it's just the burger it's like casual but the burgers are like really expensive for what they are so like the impossible burger is like 18 dollars uh-huh. and it's like not that it's just the food isn't that good so and we get a kind of a weird crosshair of like i guess people on dates and and then families but nobody nobody's balling out i guess you know that's yeah, dates and families are not the not ballers. Mm-mm, not no. restaurant ballers. Sometimes a date will be a baller if mm. if you know one of them is like let me just <laughs> and a shot for yourself. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Little lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
We hate it. Um, okay. Does this make Very sense? Good. Am I complaining yes. too much? No, it makes sense. I, I, so I have like a structure to my pep talks. Okay. And usually I bring the magic at the end. Mm-hmm. Wait, first we got to name this. So you, okay. So you're, so your struggle, your struggle is that you cannot find, you can't step out of your, your professional lane. Yeah. Yes. You, you've been pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't grow. Because well, there's really not a lot of growth in serving. I mean, uh-uh. there just isn't. You, you're going to manage a restaurant? I mean, it would or be- Or become like a sommelier, which I would like yeah. to do. Oh, that would okay. be fun. But I, but I can't figure out, I could never figure out the education part of it because it's a whole thing. And the, you know, I don't have enough money to go back to school for yeah. wine. Do you like wine? I love wine. Yeah. I've, oh. At wine bars and stuff, it's great. But white wine makes my tummy hurt. So I feel like maybe <laughs> not- not a career. Maybe white wine is not <laughs> calling you. Yeah, maybe red yeah. wine. Okay. You okay, so let's let me boil this down to okay. Sammy's struggle is an inability to grow in her chosen profession. Mm-hmm. In their chosen profession. Sammy is nope, I'm it's all wrong. Let's see. <laughs> Because, well, here's what I, here's maybe what I'm getting hung up on. You know, this is your money, Mm -hmm. but perhaps not your great dream. Well, right. So it's like the, that's the problem too, is that it's like, I just need a different placeholder. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not even like a a set, like a struggle of passion. Yeah. Because the passion is comedy and writing and doing all that stuff that we love to do. Yeah. But the struggle is... Like, how can I find something that's a little bit more healthy for my mental health too? You know, it's that, that's all it is for me. Yeah. You need a, uh, uh, a, a, a career, uh, a money-making job that, mm-hmm. you know, is respectable where you are, you are respected. Yes. Valued. Yeah. And could possibly become more lucrative, sure. Despite a pandemic, right? Which you're looking in the off clerical arts <laughs> for. Yeah, which I I love an office job um, for a comedian because you're mm-hmm. right in front of the keyboard and you're you know you can say yes I will do your coffee shop show or I will do your yeah exactly uh, yeah I love clerical work for a comedian so yeah I hope that comes through. Um, Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll do a deeper dive into how Sammy can explore other ways to get that paper. Okay, we're back. We're talking about money and how to get it and how to get it in a way that feels right yeah, and good. Okay, so what I was going to say is, like, I want to, I kind of want to skip to the magic part of the podcast because sometimes I just get a hit in this old noggin of what I think should happen. And you got a real production assistant energy. Has anyone ever told you that before? No. Like when you're talking about like, oh, I have short hair and maybe I should be a barista because like they kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a vibe. I agree though. I agree. I worked, um, I've worked in a coffee shop and I've mm-hmm. worked in the food and in, uh, bar industry. Mm-hmm. And I agree that you have a bartender industry. <laughs> you seem like you can read people quickly, mm-hmm. which is part of it. Yeah. And, and that's part of hospitality and service to me. 
production yeah. is something that a lot of people do here. And, you know, okay, I'm just going to put this out there because it's coming to mind. Have you seen these coronavirus set jobs? Yeah, I have. I don't know how to get those. Do you just like get a, get a, get a certification? Yeah, you get a certification. I'm writing this down. Just write it. Just put it in the seed of your mind and perhaps something will grow. But yeah, yeah, for the, for listeners who are not in, in Lala Wood, we have (laughs) these sets and production is resuming amid the amid pandemic pre-vaccine you know people are just going to work and the uh, powers that be have mandated that you you know hollywood can go back to work if someone is on set who is measuring the distance and putting telling the people to put their ma- mr tom cruise you put that mask over your nose i think i'd be really good at that cuz i'm like very horny for justice like i love like, I just, uh, 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 good, uh, uh. and then I don't care if I'm the bad guy. That's fine. I feel like you could definitely be an enforcer of rules in, which is what a bartender does, is enforces yeah. rules in a gentle way. Yeah. And it, you're basic, like a drunk person is basically a wild, unreasonable animal. Yeah. And you have to address them in a way that doesn't trigger them. And I feel like that's what you do on TikTok and in the world, frankly. <laughs> Well, I have triggered some people on TikTok for okay. sure. Well, no, you can't. People are like, don't make fun of straight people, actually. That's, uh, and it's always like queer 15 year olds. And I'm like, honey, no. yo, I can't. I, make, I made a rule for myself do not argue with minors anymore. Good. That's a great that is a boundary that you have to make if you're like 30 years old and on TikTok. Like, you can't. You can't do it because they have dumb ideas in their head. Do you remember what you were like at 16? I was Insufferable. so Insufferable. I was like, I'm not a feminist. Like I was up. like, marijuana is bad. Oh. Me. That's, that's what this dumb person said. I was like, marijuana is bad for your brain. Wrong. Mm-mm. Completely Good wrong. And, un- and not grounded in any kind of science or belief. Um, I'm fifteen-year-old yeah, Brie wasn't doing t- <laughs> trial runs. Yeah, I'm so glad you have the rule of not to argue with minors on the internet. It's so important. smart. It's really important. It 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 it, it really because I, I love to fight so on the internet sometimes. Oh, you do? Sometimes yeah, I love it. I've I've gotten a lot better at it. Not doing it. Okay, but on TikTok, it feels like everything's like a little bit more anonymous because it's like hasn't blown up right. all the way. Yet. All your friends aren't on it yet. So now I'm just like, I, I get a little feral. So now if I like check, you know, the profile and if they like say like, I'm a child, I'm 15, 16, 17, eight, like I'm not, or even if they look young or whatever, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm just not arguing today. Um, do your, I'm so, um, I, I'm so like TikTok noob, but when you have a TikTok post, do do those comments live in infamy? Can you go to your post and look at your past arguments? Yeah, you well, yeah. If it's under your, uh, yeah, you can check the comments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but if As, like until you delete them, if the fifteen-year-old commenting on you didn't follow you, and probably didn't remember your screen name or your yeah. handle, would they, they be able find to find you? No, you can. It's not like Facebook where you can like right. check the. Uh, activity log or right. like twitter like you can just ch- check your activity it's not like that it's just gone that's what's so, kind of cool about it it's yeah. is there's no that's not a, there's not a lot of ego attached to that kind of fighting it's just ideas no. uh-huh. but 
yeah, a 15 year old doesn't have good ideas. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. They're no good, no good ideas. And then sometimes people will just um, do like a many comment diatribe about, I don't know, man, about therapy for men. Um, and like literally today. And then I'm like, I oh my to- God, therapy for men was so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I really got to tell you this in person, but um, yeah, listeners got, you got to go to Maori's dang TikTok account and see what it was it tricking men into therapy. Yeah. By telling them it's a podcast. By telling them it's a podcast. And I do that here on this yeah, podcast. Exactly what oh. you do. This is the Curtis Cook episode. But I don't, yeah. Curtis. <laughs> oh no. <Yeah. laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, having non-men on here to talk about their feelings is so much easier. I if I were a therapist, I would not see men. No, why would you? Actually, oh, it would probably be really easy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh no, I'm, 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 I'm going to get some emails from angry 15 year olds. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, we're I talking know. about your genius, um, TikToks oh, and right. you're and arguing you with, that way. with the youngs. Oh yeah. So somebody just did a diatribe about, um, men trying really hard or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and then it was like five comments long and I was like, I wonder if he knows that I can just see this like on a Tuesday, <laughs> like I can just see it. Like, it's fine. It was harmless. He was just like, took it very sincerely. He was like, the reason that a lot of men, he was like, as a advocate for men, as somebody who's speaking for men here, I'm saying that we're working on it. And we're working really hard. I worked on it. I don't let alcohol control me, blah, blah, blah. It was so sincere. Oh. And I was like, it was very nice and very sincere and not mean. But I was yeah. like, do you know that I can like see this? Right. Like, it feels so anonymous. It's weird. You feel like so much further away from the person because it's a video and not a tweet. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you sit at your phone and you just tweet fast and you go, goodbye. But to make a video, it takes like a little bit longer. Yeah. You know? So maybe there's like part of that. And it's almost further like I was I've been watching a lot of YouTube and that's new for me is like a YouTube community and the way they comment on that there's a lot of distance between there too the video and the comment the comments can be its own world really YouTube comment sections are insane I used to like watch YouTube a lot and the comment section just gets people are just having like policy arguments yeah like it's wild um, okay. I'm, I'm way right. off track because no, 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 don't you dare apologize. This is my, it's my job to steer the ship. And I want to tell you that the, the part of the initial pep talk begins by saying, I'm so sorry that this is your struggle. I hate this for you because it's not fair that you are being put in an unsafe situation to make money. It's simply not. And it's not, um, it's not, an individual decision that you could have ever made for yourself. Bartending, serving, oh, such an unsafe job. I better go into a safer industry like nursing, you know? <laughs> yeah. it, like it doesn't make any, nothing makes sense. We should have had help and, and support. And so I hate yeah. that that is your situation right now. I'm also very unhappy that um, employers are pigeonholing you in such a way. And mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with your actual talent, your actual abilities. Um, And I just want to say that aloud in case there's any 
bonds that are forming in your beliefs about what who who you are and what you are you are absolutely not a server you are a talented human who is good at serving there it is Uh, just saying just saying we gotta just say it yeah extremely talented and you're you have a really charming demeanor which is why i bet that bartending and serving has done well for you and that's the thing that's why fucking aoc is a celebrated politician absolutely because she is an extremely i mean and also again so so smart and and bartenders have to be so um so quick Mm -hmm. to read a situation and to really hold their uh power to like Mm -hmm. hold their authority and not be disrespected by drunk people because they are irrational humans not unlike republican dickheads who (laughs) diss aoc on the steps of the capitol building all the time yeah yeah she yeah she's incredible she's like she's the best I, yeah, I, I do I love, love trying to mitigate drunk people. It's There's a certain type of, like, level of drunk where you can just be rude to their faces and they <laughs> don't even understand. It. And it's, oh, I miss it so Delicious. much. Delicious. I miss it so much. When with the, will this hell end? <laughs> I worked in a karaoke bar for eight, oh nine my years. Oh, God. In and Portland? In Portland. And I don't drink alcohol at all, but I am... Uh, understand it because your judgment goes first. Your judgment goes yeah. first. Your awareness of volume and spatial understanding mm-hmm. goes net, you know. And then, and then, you know, sometimes they they think they're being sneaky. And and what's so beautiful is like it's like somebody took that their skull off, and you can see how their brain is working because yeah. it's so transparent. And- yeah, it's so great. I miss it. I truly miss it. Um, I mean. I bet you were great at that, but I mean, what's also difficult is knowing that we have a calling beside the thing that we're great at. Oh, did I freeze for a moment? Yeah, for a second, you're good. Okay. Knowing that we're what? Knowing that we are called to something above the things that we're good at Mm -hmm. or great at. You know, um, how are you feeling about your your trajectory as a comedian entertainer um i mean it's that's the other thing is like it's hard it's hard to know anything yeah at all um i don't understand how a trajectory works right now yeah because of covid it doesn't make any sense i mean it didn't make sense to me before right so I mean, I'm going to start taking a class for the first time and I'm doing these videos, which is really fun, but I always feel like, okay, so I'm like putting stuff out there and putting stuff out there like cool, 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 cool. And then I'm like, what else am I supposed to be doing? I don't know what the other side of this looks like, but I know there's another side of this and I'm just like chugging along like a ding dong. And I'm just like, I'm just dancing along. I'm literally dancing. I'm just dancing along trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, I guess, it, am I treading water? Is that how I feel? Yeah, I'm at least keeping my head above water a little bit. You're putting yourself out there, and that's yeah. really big. And what's so hard about that is when you're not getting anything back, it feels yeah. like shouting into the wind. It, it does, and it, yeah, it's always hard to see when people do a similar thing as you, and you're like, Oh, what are, what are they, what are, what are they, what's the other thing that the, it feels like they're doing something else. They're, they're, they have a little bit 
uh, they got a little bit something extra. And you're like, what is that? And you can't never identify it because it's just them or what they're doing or them having management. What or, do you mean by something extra? You mean they've got a little bit more um, uh, razzle clout. dazzle? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, yes, they do have more. You have so stuff. much razzle dazzle. I mean, the razzle dazzle <laughs> is coming out your ears and your eyes. <laughs> as I see you and speak thank you. But I would say I, you have a lot of razzle dazzles. Ooh, well, thank you. You do. But the, the clout piece or the, um, the support or, or, yeah. or career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The clout stuff is cloudy or something. Like it, it doesn't, it's like, you know, I know tell it about, exists, but it's like, tell me about your path thus far. Um, thus I don't even far. know where you're from or I'm where, from when you started Mexico. Yeah. Oh. I'm from Albuquerque. I started doing improv and sketch in college, and then I started doing stand-up. And then 2015, I moved to Chicago. Oh. And then I moved here in 2018, in Los, to Los Angeles in 2018. I kind of just stuck with stand-up after I moved to Chicago. Yeah. yeah. They don't respect you if you do other kinds of theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-uh. That you can't, <laughs> you're actually not allowed to. You have to pick. Yeah, you have, <laughs> you have to pick. They, they, or you are an actor who does stand up. <laughs> they hated the musical improv comedian Brie Pruitt when she started. <laughs> they hated it. Did you have a ukulele? No, I did not do. Um, I did not do musical stand up comedy. I oh. was a musical improviser. Musical improv is so cool. It was cool. I love, I I love it. musical improv. It's so cool. I love to sing. Yeah, singing is so nice. I love to sing. So um, that's what I did. And then I was dismissed as a stand-up comedian, and I had to ma- I had to streamline. I mean, that's that's kind of a great metaphor for what we're talking about here, yeah. which is other people's beliefs about how about, careers go. Yes. And that those beliefs impacting us, which, you know, frankly, multi-talented people like you and like me, frankly, we can do whatever. We can do whatever, dude. Yeah. We can serve. We can click clack on the computer. And we we can can be funny and make it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's, I was in Los Angeles a couple years before you and- Mm -hmm. I feel like, fuck, I am so stalled by this pandemic. And yes. I can't imagine that you, with even less um, mileage under your Los Angeles comedy belt, um, that that would feel like even more of a stall. Yeah, it definitely felt, it definitely felt stalled. I mean, I sent, you know, the emails to get on the Zoom shows at the beginning, and I got on some, you know, um, but it's like <laughs> Zoom shows. I don't know. I mean, I like Zoom shows, but it's like, I don't know if Zoom what is the teaching us a lot about stand up. Yeah. I think it's still, um, you know, um, very, it's, it's very, we're capable of making people laugh on a Zoom yeah, show. Absolutely. But I don't know. It would be hard to learn the art of stand up on a Zoom. On Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done any Zoom open mics for that reason. But no shade to anyone. Who wants no. to do that? No, no, none, none at all. I we feel don't. like that came off sarcastic, but I really no. didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it <laughs> I just have a dry voice um, sometimes. I have a dry voice. I do. You do. I'm from the desert. I got a dry voice. <laughs> that um, sounded sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm um, from the desert. I'm from I'm the like, desert. Okay. Um, yeah, but other people, I guess it's just like, I feel like that's what we have to deal with in comedy constantly is other people's perceptions. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not just well, the audience, the people around us and da, 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 and up and up from there. That's sort of the story. Um, I, well, I always think of, of stand up being very narrative. You know, you yes. step on stage, people have thoughts and opinions about you, which is difficult if you do not fit into a very simple archetype. Right. And then you have to explain why. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, proceed. And yeah, and the and these su- super simple archetypes like server, like receptionist, or or what what have you, are all middle managers really can can understand. Okay, so now I have an idea, which is lying. Have you ever lying. thought about lying? Well, um, what do I, how do I lie? How do you? What, how would you like, lie? What is that? I think okay. I, I mean. I've redone my resume several times and I think I got it to a good place, but I could, I could like be like Sammy Mallory L and that's the lie one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what do we lie about? Okay. Well, I, so when I say lie, I mean, of course, you know, do the thing that rich people do and like people in power do all the time, which okay. is just like finesse the truth, okay. you know? So if you've had a previous serving job or some, some kind of experience, you know, you just enhance that on the old resume. Um, Mm -hmm. Example, my previous job in Portland, I did, I was a receptionist and Mm -hmm. I did social media about mm, like an hour a week. (laughs) But what that looks like on my resume is that I was social media manager for this company. Yeah. Now that's sort of true. My primary job was receptionist, but I did manage these accounts, you know, and our jobs are frankly, you know, these job titles are frankly not, they're not facts. They don't mean anything. We can say whatever the fuck we want. And if you have a cool boss in your, in your history, Mm -hmm. get with them. Yeah. I bet the lyric Hyperion bosses would be chill with me lying. Or a supervisor even. Mm. It doesn't have to be the boss. It could be a supervisor that's no longer there. I'll just ask Mary Jane. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. And then I also, when I started doing, my first job here was a reservation taker for a a sushi restaurant or whatever. It was fancy. And for customer service positions, what I did is I just, instead I put customer care representative, like customer service representative, instead of reservationist. Yeah. So, like I did that. And then I also added in all like the stuff I did with like I made their I made a couple of their processes easier. So I put yes. those. Yeah. And then also there was one job I had that was, I was a bartender. And when you're the bartender, you're also the floor manager. So I put bartender slash floor manager. I love a there. slash. hmm You gotta have a slash. You gotta have a slash. I mean I, I think even like administrator might be Mm -hmm. a good word for you to start using because administrator at a restaurant or like, you know, those, a lot of those tasks are office related, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Do you have anybody to look at your resume? Yeah, I have, um, my roommate can look at it. She's great. Okay. Yeah. She helped me, um, with the format of my resume previously. So I'll, uh, I'll ask her for sure. Okay. That or I'll put it in the group and ask. 
Yes. Okay. The other resource that's coming to mind for me is I feel like Los Angeles, the work, um, the way people get jobs here is just different. It's just more who you know. It's competitive. Although now that everybody's flocking back to their home city, (laughs) perhaps, uh, perhaps that will loosen up a little bit, but I don't know. But um, yeah, my, my suggestion was going to be go through a, a temp agency, stick close to these Facebook groups or whatever. Um, I always try temp agencies, but they never work out for me for some reason. Like I put my yeah. resume on there and I never, I, I will get like one interview and then nothing ever again. So I don't know. I don't know how to, do, I'm just like, it feels like there's just like a, like a block that I don't know where it is and yeah. I don't know how to get through it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. That's a little uh, esoteric, but you know what I mean? No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I, that really resonates. Um, yeah. I mean, to, to be, um, to give you, maybe this will be a comfort. It took me five uh, months to find a job in LA yeah. and I held out for a um a creative position Mm -hmm. but it was tense i mean it was really tough yeah in chicago i could get a a new job in two weeks and here i was just like i was just unemployed for a long time it's Mm -hmm. i feel like the the spaces between employment is just longer because ever there's so many people yeah yeah and can i tell you this also which is that I don't think it's, I don't think it's that, you know, LA is only hiring the very best people. Mm -mm. I don't think that's what it is at all. I just think that, you know, it's the, it's the laid back West coast and we, you know, we're not, um, we're not rocking the boat, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not hiring and firing all the time. We're just right. still, you know, I just think that, um, I just think that our new, our new person just needs to, uh, have time to adjust, you know, yeah. Meanwhile, incompetent people have jobs for like years and years and everybody else is on the struggle bus. Yeah. Um, so again, just other facts that I hope make it into your brain and, and heart that this is not about your value. This is not about your even about you frankly it's about a culture of work that isn't working it's about a culture of work in LA that is weird Mm -hmm. and nepotistic nepotistic yeah I feel like nepotistic is a word yeah I don't um it is hard to like divorce those two things like the self-worth from the value of your work to the value of yourself it's it's that I guess that would probably be the heart of the issue, right? Yeah. That's the most emotional part of it, right? That's what you have the most control over. Yeah, that's is true. Is how you feel about it and mm-hmm. um and to keep, you know, um examining the thoughts that come up if something comes up, like yeah. um being being really vigilant with your thoughts. Um I mean, okay, okay, okay. So some magic is coming up for me. And okay. and the magic is like, I, I believe you are a star. You are a, an actor and a star. And I believe that acting is part of interviewing and part mm-hmm. of presenting a role, a character who is 
exactly the high, you know, the, the person that they're looking to hire. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, lying is acting. And, yes. <laughs> and maybe we change it to, to acting and lying. It's, yeah. It's, it's uh, Sammy Mowry resume A for a. actor. Yeah. A for actor. And you're acting like whatever, you know, they, you and you can read are. them like a bartender. Mm-hmm. What are they looking for? And then try to deliver that. Like a, like a Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Like a man. I will become Lincoln. <laughs> but the Lincoln of filing things for you. <laughs> I will free your <sighs> files from, no. Uh, I will <laughs> be an oil tycoon for yes. your lines. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know movies. I don't know any other Daniel. I don't know any movies. Lincoln. Lincoln. And there will be blood. There will be blood. Is that the milkshake one or is that the other one? Yeah, that's the milkshake one. Okay. Because there there may be blood. Huh? There may be blood. There's not a promise of blood. It's what? There's a guess of blood. There's a guess of blood. There may be blood. There may be blood. Does that feel like something you would a- be able to bring in? Do, yeah. When I, when I say, like, are you going to start lying on job interviews? Yeah, I will. Like, because it's not lying. It's what people do, right? It's survival, it's right? Survival, right? I think what is going to happen is I'm going to sit down with my resume and I'm going to, like, look at job positions and do, you know, this yeah. the thing. And I think I'm going to have a little bit of a challenge to do that on like a personal level until, you know, I break, I get comfortable. Like it's just going to take like 20 minutes or an hour to get comfortable doing it, you know, and I think it'll be okay. What I'm saying is I think that it is doable. I think I can do it. I just, yeah. Oh, you jumped to the end of the podcast when I asked you if you think you can do it and you said, (laughs) I think I can do it, but that's good. (laughs) I'm sorry. The other no 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 don't don't you dare apologize. Um, the other thing that was coming to mind because I know you're going to be co- going into some interview situations. Hopefully, you'll be co- going into some interview situations. And this, um, on when we had Madison Shepard on a couple of podcasts ago, episodes ago, um, she was talking about rejection and how hard rejection is, and how, and then I had an opportunity where I was interviewed, and I was really nervous. And I kept trying to remember this like principle that Madison brought through, which is like when you are being interviewed or Madison brought this up for me, which is like when you are being interviewed, you are interviewing the interviewer and your ancestors and guides are all there. And they're like, hmm, is this for us? Mm-hmm. Do, is this in our highest and best interest? Yeah. Hmm. Let, let me, you know, let me put, and that, and then when you start asking your interviewer questions to find out if this is actually good for you. That's so powerful. And that really like it literally is powerful in that it changes the dynamic of the, of the status of it all. It, it, you know, it, it validates your own value in a work situation. And it also kind of communicates to that person that you really value yourself and stuff. Um, Yeah. That's absolutely true. Just something to remember. I always, another thing I do bad, wrong, is I always black out when they ask me what 
what questions I have. And I've saved like 10 TikToks that are like, ask these questions. And I can never remember them. But yeah, you're right. I feel like I do forget that I'm also interviewing them because I, there's, you know, that part of me that's just like, validate me, daddy. I need this job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Validate me. I, I need to be validated. Yeah. I'll do whatever you want. My schedule nothing i got nothing. and that's Whatever. part of that hospitality vibe too yeah it's just is just a i i and i really enjoy doing that i that's part of my hospitality backbone um that i i i like about myself that i am listening when people are telling me how they're doing and yeah that kind of interpersonal um communication frankly my favorite type of socializing is when there is a prescribed relationship and i'm meant to get you a drink or a karaoke song or something sure it's yeah. it's enjoyable to have that script and to have the structure is nice especially yeah. if you're like an anxious person it's like oh yeah you want a beer great let me get you it. there's some business here there's a, you know yeah there's yeah, some, yeah. Uh, so yeah. trying to be in the moment with that um might be might be useful. Yeah. I don't want to give you too much mental stuff to think about though because okay. it's already it's already it's already so mental to be in this space because it's not like it's like physical or emotional. There's no driving to the interview anymore and mm -hmm. I yeah, I asked you a, like a practical question. No, I, didn't I ask love you an emotional it. one. I It is emotional. Everything yeah, is emotional. I mean it is everything is yeah. emotional, You're right? Yeah, I mean, there are just so many factors to it, especially with the COVID situation and the yeah. failing uh democracy of it all yep. and whatever. Um for sure. Um yeah, but it's very um Yeah, I guess it's I I like aspects of being in hospitality for sure. Like I like take I literally like to take care of people and make them happy. Yeah. I do not like having to assign that to a dollar amount very much because I feel like tipping is like is fucked. Tipping you know? is fucked. It's fucked. It's stupid. And I feel like there's this one coworker I have. He's like I get very good tips all the time. I I'm a I get so many tips. I'm beautiful and whatever he's very beautiful objectively or whatever i'm like what do you do that i don't do to, he makes better tips than me uh, when i first started this job it was like 10 percent tips all over the place <gasps> it's crazy when you're in covid in this economy anyway so i'm like it, uh, there's like that little competitiveness to try to make as much as i can but then also like i know the bosses like him better than me but i've been there two weeks longer um, but I also, bosses don't love me. <laughs> You're very talented. It's threatening. I get, I get that. And I also do speak my mind and, mm -hmm. and bosses don't expect that probably from a, you know, air quotes woman, um, <laughs> that they think that that is difficult. Right. You know, and yeah, of course. my, my boss right now is a very old school man for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I have, I have some Damn. trouble with male bosses. For sure. I never, you know, if, if I may take a moment to acknowledge yeah. the plight of NB folks, which is that being read as a woman is so problematic. It sucks. I was talking to my therapist about this today. It's like coming out of only being with my boyfriend and my roommate who yeah. is respectful of my pronouns and my humanity as a non-binary person and then going into a situation where it's she, her, she, her, woman, 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 yeah. woman. And I was like, I, I couldn't tell how they read me, 
for a long time. One of them got it because he's a dancer, but I made some jokes to him. Oh, because the dancers get it. The dancers get it. I was like, you're gay. I mean, he's not, but yeah. If you if you know a lot of queer people, if you've worked in the arts, you probably know a lot of queer people. You you, you know what they look like. You yeah, know how yeah, they... yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you froze. Yeah. Your back. You're back. Um, but a regular asked me why I don't go by Sarah, which is my birth name. Um, and why I go by Sammy. Like, wouldn't I want to go by Sarah? Because that's so much more feminine. And I went, you think I'm feminine? <laughs> like, and a couple of coworkers were like, well, yeah, you're feminine. And I was like, I know we're all wearing black, but like, I don't understand what we're, uh, yeah, but the dancer understood. He was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well but yeah, it's, it's a nightmare it's i, I hate that it feels bad and then it's like that i'm never gonna get seen the right way well there i mean you know and that's also a huge one it's all right i misgendered you a couple of times already on this podcast and i apologize you're fine i'm working you're on it i got it i also wanted to say that there is probably more accountability for people with with gender stuff in an office because there's an HR department and there yeah, frankly probably. isn't at a burger place. Exactly. There's yeah. no HR. I mean, I could go to corporate, but why? You yeah. Um, yeah. At an office, I could just be like, here are my... Here's um, a damn memo. And now it's over. Memo. Yeah. Exactly. My friend Brittany, they wrote this article that was like, how to like come out as non-binary in the workplace. And here's like the template that I use. And I was like, that is so helpful for non-binary people. Yeah. I will hopefully use that. Where, uh, where is that? Oh, is it I'll have to a resource, a private resource that they were passing around? I think they put it on their medium. I'll have to look. That's okay. Um, I just wish, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish there were resources like that, like on, I don't know, medium.com or, you know. Ask a manager or like, you know, yeah. job sites or, or if there was like a, a, of HR. a LinkedIn um, yeah. or, or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, we have. I feel like I went off the rails there for a sec. I'm sorry. No, I don't you dare apologize. I love it. I love to talk about all the nooks and crannies of this. Um, one thing, okay, so a few of the resources to recap. Okay. We're gonna have lying. a second or yeah, lying. <laughs> we're gonna have second, second, third, fourth um resumes that correspond to jobs that you that respond to you. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking through these job listings and when you're interviewing, you are interviewing the jobs mm -hmm. to see if they are right for your life. You're examining these thoughts. What's going to help you examine these thoughts about value and, and personhood and, and stuff? Do you follow socialists um, on the internet? Yeah, for sure. Good. Um, I mean, I really like um, Saved by the Bell Hooks IG account, which is like a lot of um, – communism socialism messages in a whimsical way that are in my feed to remind me that. that the work is not you know bell hooks Over. is great um I love who else is a yeah i know there's like there's definitely some like funny like Karl marx stuff but yeah it's always good on on the scroll to remember that we're not born to be workers no we literally aren't we literally it's, are meant to live yeah we're meant to you know 
keep the race, the, the human race going. Yeah. But not be exploited, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Does that seem right? Yep. <laughs> So any reminders of that stuff? I mean, it's like any I'm saying this is an afterthought because I know you know, but when you're immersed in it, when you're deep in the Indeeds and the LinkedIn's and the, yeah. that world, it's so hard to. It's hard to see your value. Exactly. Because yeah. every, every LinkedIn and every Indeed post is like, it's like, yeah, it's a um, entry level job, but it's on the hardest level. Like you're playing yeah. a video game at the hardest level and you gotta, I've seen a lot of posts where it's like, well, these listings have been passed around for like five different people and they just keep adding stuff. Like you, it's yeah. not, I mean, yeah, you know, the o overture of like what they want is there, but it's dehumanizing know. for sure. Yeah. And a lot of those guides, now that I'm thinking about it, like a lot of the like LinkedIn, like here's what you can do to make, be more attractive, do a higher. <laughs> a lot of those are, are lying practice. They're, yeah. they're acting practice. They're, yeah. they're, their Fugazi improviser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all made exactly. up stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Great, great, great. Yeah, so those yeah. are some things to keep in mind. Um, we talked about you interviewing the people. Oh, and I'm just going to, if you have, I, 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 when I was looking for a job, I would set up these indeed um, alerts, alerts, right? Mm -hmm. Um. It seems like you don't need to know anything to go into production assistant stuff. It seems like it's really hard work, but I can't mm -hmm. imagine that it would be harder than serving or bartending, the hardest jobs in existence. I, I think they're just like hella long hours, which I, but it's like few weeks at a time, right? So it's like, give me yeah. three weeks of that, four weeks of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be a good fit for this intermedium. Mm. And then, and then also coronavirus set person. I think that I would be really fucking good at that. I think you'd be great at that. I think it'd be so good at Because of the enforcer it. part. And I would hate it. I love it. You'd be on a set. It. And one thing I'm trying to do is because I was always, I, I haven't done a lot of acting um, on camera mm -hmm. and I've done a little bit, but I, I still don't really know if that is the right job for me. I like writing. I like doing stand-up, but I haven't spent a lot of time on sets, and I would like to. And yeah. if you spent more time on sets, maybe that would inform you which part of the entertainment industry mm -hmm. is really a, the best fit. fit. Yeah. I so, guess I am. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, acting experience either, but I think, you know, stand-up, I love stand-up, I want to write as well. I think those are the... You're such an actor. I mean, I hate <laughs> to be this guy who's like, who's like, um, have you ever modeled, you know? But like, it, oh. that's what I, I feel like I am, and your hands and your face, you're so expressive and you'd be such a good host too. Like if you were doing unscripted stuff. Ooh, fun. Hold some cards in my hands. Somebody give me some cards. No, you know, I, mean, like I a, mean, no, like I'm holding the cards because I'm Jane Lynch oh, and I'm asking oh. the question. Oh, no, the, I'm not, the interview cards. Yeah, the interview cards. I couldn't find my note cards. I picked up a beauty palette. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I wasn't like, um, the number 10. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were, um, <laughs> uh, what is that fucking show that Meghan Markle was on with the cases? Oh, deal or no deal. Deal or yeah. no deal. I thought you were deal or no dealing. <laughs> No, I, yes, you are the Howie. You are the Jane yeah. Lynch. Yeah. 
I only no thought Jane Lynch because there's a billboard outside my work for Man, it. They are really pushing Jane Lynch really um, on. Lover. Lover. Lover, but I mean, like, at what cost? You know? I just want her to only be yelling at Matthew Morrison. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, Glee is such a nightmare, but like, <laughs> her yelling at him is the greatest. Man, Glee, I can't. Um, I'm Amber Riley from Glee just uh-huh. came out with an album that I really like. Um, and I know all notable <gasps> fat people in their pursuits, so that's why I know that. But um sure. yeah, it's it's wild to see like the the careers that Glee is like shook out of it, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting. Okay, anyway, glee glee tangent aside. Yeah, putting putting a pin in that coronavirus <laughs> yeah. enforcer job. Yes. That would be very put, it, put it just to a Google. I yeah. swear I've seen people saying like we need we need these people we need coronavirus enfor- uh, enforcers on set. <laughs> yeah, they're in the they're in the group. I just never I never get up the balls to ask like how. Yeah, I never get up the balls to you know ask uh, like but so what with what website you know yeah I need to start I need to start doing that because nobody's going to be offended asking no. for a website. Gonna, no, they might be like who the hell is this? But it doesn't matter. And then what? You can ask whatever you want. You can ask anything of anyone. Yeah, true. It's not, you're not stepping outside of, I mean, that's another, that's another part of this. Like I'm a server. I'm in the, I'm in the office jobs, blah, blah, blah. All of our titles, you know, like Mm -hmm. some information is sacred and it's just not. Yeah. I think exactly right. We have this idea in comedy that some information is kind of, proprietary because it's hard won and it's hard and it's usually hard won by like interpersonal relationships and not like comedy school or skill right Right. yeah and that's not how the rest of the world works no it's not if you want to be an engineer you email an engineer and are like can is it are you hiring can i how did you get your job and they're not mad they like it yeah, that's it. And then here it's like, well, not here LA, but here in comedy, it's like you ask somebody how they got something uh, or not even how they got something. That is a rude. Qu- well, why do we think that's a rude question? Why do we think that's sex- a rude question? We do think it's a rude question partly because of sexism. If it's a man asking a woman or yes. a gender minority, then it's rude. But yeah, you don't ask somebody how they got something because they got it because it was hard won, like you were saying. Whereas Nobody, nobody wants to help each other because there are so few seats at the table, whereas yeah. like the high stakes, um, you know, vocation of engineering has more seats, you know? Right. And there's no, there's no hard won information in the clerical no. arts it's, in you, office you administration. how to use a spreadsheet. Yeah. Like that's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no sacred information. No, no information sacred is information. sacred. Yeah, I mean, some information is sacred, but not in not any that's related to money or money making. No. Okay, I had a magic spell and I kind of lost it, but that's okay. Um, let's. Oh, 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 oh! I figured it. Okay, I remember. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm gonna put some magic on this, and the magic that I put on is. I mean, I, again, I say again, you, you are star, you are charisma personified, um, you sparkle, you razzle, you dazzle. And you. You're so nice. I believe it. Thank I you. believe this is to be true. 
I'm grateful for your presence in my life uh, because of all of this razzle and dazzle and charm <laughs> and star power. And I think, I mean, the best way for people with the the chutzpah and the and the all the good stuff. I'm using chutzpah incorrectly in this. I'm using it in the more goyish, uh, which is just like, ooh, she's she's really got or they really got something. But in in uh, I, I I guess Yiddish or Hebrew chutzpah it's more like means audacity, right? Yeah, it's it's more like you don't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> it's like that's not what I mean. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I I think continuing to put yourself out there in uh the, the TikToks or, or the Facebook or wherever social media, you know, wherever that feels comfortable and good, like that'll lead to connections where people see your value. And if you're on a set with people who have clout in our industry, hmm. what I see for you is someone just reaching down and pulling you up. And I see a hand coming down and it's pulling you right up where you belong with the creatives. And I, I wish I could put a more beautiful metaphor on it. But what I really see is you being on a set and they need someone in front of the camera. And they say, what about that Sammy person? They are star. Put them. Put them in. Coach, back to the coach. <laughs> so this is what I see for you. And whether it be a TikTok professional, whether it be a, you know, a, a powerful executive that is visiting a set or even a powerful executive that is ordering a burger. Right. From you. Mm -hmm. These gatekeepers will see your value when you continue to put yourself out there. And if it's in an office, if it's delivering burgers, if it's enforcing coronavirus set pr protocol, or what's in your heart, which is creating, you know, stories, jokes, criticizing straight white men. <laughs> <laughs> some, gate, some gatekeeper is going to pull you right up. And um, if, if you continue to, to put yourself out there. And I see that you are juiced by putting yourself out there. You seem to be gassed up and, and have that energy from creating and it's, and it's irresistible. I wish to tell you that it's irresistible and it will, it will pay off. You're so kind. I feel so like hugged and loved. Receive right it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying. You agreed to I'm do this. <laughs> mm, I am cancer moon me try. Oh my gosh. Really? Cancer moon? Yeah. Leo Sun. Leo Sun. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, star power. There it is. Oh, and that's the wrong one. Hold on. Star power. <laughs> I was doing it off this way. Thank What's you your so rising much. or is it more fire? Uh Scorpio, yeah. 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 Fighter. A fighter. Little fighter. Yeah. But yeah, Leo Scorpio Cancer. I mean, an actual star. Like <laughs> everybody's like, that's insane, and you should be ashamed. No, I'm no, like, no, I'm no. Deeply ashamed. No, it sounds like an iconic. Like, are you like Hedy Lamar or like Marlena Dietrich? Like, it seems <laughs> oh like very God. like iconic to me. Iconic people. So wow. okay. Wow. Well, you have a few resources. You've got a little magic. You've got some some lies to <laughs> I guess some lies baby some yarns to spin what a, what is a comedian if not a, a liar storyteller yeah. <laughs> um do you think you can do it maybe 
I think I can. I think you can. Yeah. This was so fun. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. Oh, man. All right. Well, all of all of the good and gentle listeners should follow you um, immediately. As I said, the TikTok, it's very, very gratifying. Your handwork is (laughs) delicious. And even on this call, your handwork is (laughs) spicy. Are you Italian? I am Italian. Yeah. Is that part of it? You think? I guess. uh, I think so. Yeah. My mom was always like, you know, like Italian. I don't know. We I grew up in New Mexico, so she just watched The Sopranos and was like, "I'm connected to my occult." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." She's just like real mad for like three months while she was watching it. I was like, "Okay, cool." Oh, mom's in the kitchen. Right. She's so mad. She's so mad. She's just breaking dishes and just oh singing God. Ave Maria. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else uh, you want to tell the tell the good people? Oh. Uh, just drink some water. Yes. Uh, yeah. Drink some water. Get some sleep. Yeah. Take your pills. Yep. Gotta take your pills. Gotta Unless take they're not working and then you talk to a doctor. Good advice. <laughs> take your <laughs> pills unless they're not working. not working. But don't just stop taking them on your own because that's hard. <laughs> Oof. Such important. Such important details. But thank, thank you so much for having me. My I really pleasure. appreciate you. Thank you for being in community with me. I'm going to end the podcast the way I end every episode, which is to sing the very end of Boys uh, of the Men, Boys of the Men's End of the Roads. And you can sing it along with me if you like, although the um, lag in Zoom makes it a little bit difficult. Here we go. And now we've come to the end (laughs) of the road and I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Thanks, Sammy. Yay, thank you.